0: The Burger Crick Productions 15 Minutes of Fame podcast features Jerry from the Massachusetts based pop punk band, Planet Mercury. Here's their song, Death Wish for Living. This is the Burger Krieg Productions 15 Minutes of Fame podcast. I have a wonderful Massachusetts uh, individual on me, Jerry from the Planet Mercury Band. Jerry, what is going on?
1: Hey, what's up, guys?
0: So my first question for you, when you are laying in your hotel room, relaxing in the car after a gig, in your opinion, what makes you stop and think, damn, that Planet Mercury Band show was a success?
1: Yeah, so I think one thing we can credit ourselves to is we have pretty energetic live performance. I like to move around a lot and get the crowd involved. Uh, we have a couple songs, too, where we try to teach the crowd the uh, the words to our songs so they can sing it along with us if they don't know it. So hopefully the interaction with the crowd uh, definitely gives us some brownie points with the audience. Yeah, just an overall energetic uh, performance is kind of what we strive for.
0: Nice. So... With the way in which music is consumed by people, pre-COVID at, at least, what was one of the biggest challenges that you found to get kids to come out to shows instead of just streaming the music?
1: With the way things were before, definitely before COVID, um, the, the way we got like the shows to really pop off and stuff was uh, we got all our college friends to go to our shows mostly because Pat and our then-drummer Mike, um, they used to go to a school right by all the venues. Um, so we would have all those guys, uh, come to our shows and then with, with the audience there, that's how we would get people to stream our stuff too. We would let them know about our Spotify and things like that.
0: Nice. So you kind of that built in audience that was like already there, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. And then, then word of mouth really helped you because once we got our friends involved, they told their friends and family as well, which really helped out a lot. So yeah, it kind of, it kind of just like went through the grapevine and we, we gained our audience that way.
0: Nice. So what do you think, in your opinion, what is one of the hardest things about being a pop-punk band from Massachusetts?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say one of the most difficult parts, um, pre-COVID as well, because right now the hardest part is there's not much going on at all. But um, I would say like the scene with the venues is kind of difficult with a pop-punk band. Um, so what we, we found we had to do is we had to find like the house show circuit is where we got most of our success. We have, like, a house show that we have at our place um, that we we have all the kids come to. The thing with house shows is you don't really have many rules. You can kind of set as many rules as you want and have as like uh, little rules as you want. So the venues don't really pop off as much as the house shows and, like, the basement shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of, like, more difficult to get. So I would say that's probably the most difficult part. Uh, and you find that a lot with the pop-punk genre as well. So Right.
0: I know uh, even with Nine Votes Short, even though we're not uh, pop punk, we tend to get – we. It, it's weird being in that kind of gray area where it's like we play hard and fast stuff, but we have a handful of songs that are a little lighter. So we often – again, pre-COVID, it's like, especially locally, we would ask to support the bands that are coming through pop punk, hard, like street, street punk, all over the map because we didn't necessarily – we weren't in one genre, right?
1: Yeah, I, I get that 100%. Like, finding a bill that you completely fit on is kind of kind of difficult because, like you said, there's so many branches of punk music now. we played shows with, like, hardcore artists and trash punk artists, and then we're kind of like the more melodic pop-punk kind of thing, so we're kind of on and out a little bit. Mm. It still makes for a really interesting bill, but I 100% get what you're, what you're saying because we, we go through the same stuff, you know?
0: Right. So, so Jerry, I... I am I'm, I'm going to ask a personal question, right? What yes, go what, for it. what is your superpower? Something something that very few people know and I can promise you based on listenership after you tell me still a yep. ton of people won't know but what, what is your secret superpower?
1: My secret superpower is actually uh I can This is a good question. This is something I feel like I should think about all the time but I actually don't think about. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I would say my superpower is to be able to breathe underwater, but it cancels itself out because what most people don't know about me is I don't know how to swim. So I can breathe underwater, but it's completely useless because I don't know how to swim.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Oh man. So the, uh, the video that planet Mercury put out, uh, death wish for living turned out amazing. And everyone who listens to this, this podcast should totally check it out on YouTube. Now, It's mentioned in the the behind-the-scenes footage. Uh, There was a joke, I think it was like, this is the most frustrating show you've done so far. It was something to that extent. What was one of the most difficult parts to recording a music video?
1: Yeah, so one thing, I, I would say dedication and commitment is definitely the most important part, and it's difficult to find that. Luckily, the four of us, like when we commit to something, we absolutely commit to it. So, for example, that Death Wish for Living video, we had our friend Janelle who goes to school in Maine. Um, She does all her videography up there. Uh, That's where she was able to rent out the space and, you know, rent out the camera from her school. But that meant that we needed to commit to driving from Massachusetts up to Maine for the weekend to film the video. So that's definitely the the, the most difficult part. I I would say filming the video is actually really fun. We had a good time doing it. Um, But yeah, that commitment and dedication to actually get it done and, you know, we're going to hunker down and we're going to go up there and get it done and then come back. And that's definitely the hardest part. And then balancing it with, you know, your outside life can be difficult too, because we spent the weekend up in Maine and then we had to come right back and it was right back to work. You
0: know. Yeah. What it, literally it's like, you close your eyes one minute and then it's like, all right, we're back to work now. Reality.
1: Exactly. You know? Yep. Yep. So, and I know like myself, Pat and uh, Michaela, I think Chris is, is laid off at the moment because he, he works at a restaurant. So, but the other three of us, we, you know, we get up really early for work. So sometimes even when we play gigs out in New York and then we have to come home on a Sunday night, you know, you get a few hours of sleeping and then you're right back up in the morning for work. You know?
0: mm-hmm. So I am going to ask you, um, I'm going to ask you about Honest. I know I'd mentioned that sure. when we were, we were texting and stuff, but before that, yes. and, and with the exception of plugging that song, I'm curious, and, and you kind of prefaced it briefly how how has yep. the band been spending their time during quarantine? While there's no shows being played, how how what have you guys been up to?
1: When quarantine kind of hit, it, it hit us at a time where we were already just planning on cutting down our shows a little bit and uh, writing up our album and then recording it. So, ironically, we weren't planning on doing many shows anyway. But um, so what we've been able to do is we finished up writing all the songs. We uh, we actually just booked studio time. Uh, a couple months ago, and then we finished up the album last month. So we have all the new songs for the album recorded. Um, so they're all prepped for release at the moment, which is good.
0: Nice. Um,
1: it, it's kind of hitting us now. It's like, oh, man, now that all the, all the recordings are done, the songs are done, it's hitting us now. Like, oh, man, like, what do we do to stay active? So that's definitely the next obstacle for us. Um, it stinks. I mean, I'm sure it's happening where you are as well, but a lot of local venues are shutting down. Uh, no, no, There's no funds for them, you know, all the finances. Mm-hmm. Going right in the toilet, so it's, it's really tough. Um, but yeah, that's definitely gonna be the next thing we figure out because we're, we're planning on doing virtual shows and things like that. But right now, I guess our focus is basically on uh, you know getting our streaming, uh, streaming numbers up and you know prepping those songs for release as best as we can.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you have any words of advice to either young musicians or young artists that are? thinking about starting a band, they're in a band, maybe they established one, you know, they started a band with their buddies in January and then it's like all this happened. What's, what's one word of advice that you would pass along to, uh, to any bands that are still kind of in their infancy, especially this year?
1: Sure. Um, so my advice to bands in general is, something I learned really early on is, making the music is almost like only 25% of the battle in today's like music uh, industry, because a lot of it is teaching yourself how to market your band, treat it like a business, you know, be active on social media and how to run that effectively. That's, that's almost like 90% of the battle right there, but you do need the music and the songs to to market. So that's definitely very important, but it's almost like you can't go into it thinking that if, you know, we have the songs, we have the music, we're going to make it. It's, it's all self-sufficiency these days, so you really have to know how to market your songs, how to treat your band like a business, and you know, stay active on social media. That's really huge. Um, in regards to COVID, it's almost the same thing. Now there's not much else you can do. There's you can't really go out and play shows and things like that. So, I, I would say with all this downtime, is just learn how to market yourself on social media and really hone in on your strengths there. And then success will follow um, in that regard because it's it's all online these days. It's all networking.
0: So your so so the band song honest that's your latest release, yes. right? It was uh, yes. officially uh, pushed to streaming platforms on the twenty eighth of August last yes. month. Now I wanted to ask you about um, about a specific line in that song because it's a it's a killer single. I, I was I was Thank curious. You. What 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 do you mean by? They only care about you when you're dying.
1: I guess the inspiration for the song and that line in particular, um, a big thing right now on social media, and you see it everywhere, is, is kind of like this whole cancel culture, call-out culture kind of world we live in, where, you know, someone might not be on your mind at all, but as soon as they do something that, you know, you don't like, you don't approve of, and there's all this drama surrounding this person, that's when you really care about them. That's when, you know, people start talking about a certain person when, you know they're literally being prepped for their their career to die. You know what I mean? Right. Um, there's also like there's also some personal inspiration in there because a lot of times when you go out to these venue shows, um, not many people go out to them. Uh, it's, it's tough to get you know the venue shows to really pop off. But something that we noticed is the best shows that happen are ironically when it's a band's last show. That's where everyone turns up and they have like a great great time. But it's it's unfortunate because it's always the band's last show, like their their farewell show. So that was also some inspiration, but it was mostly written with the whole cancel culture, celebrity culture in mind. Where you know the only time someone really talks about someone is when they they you know they've messed up and you know they're about to be canceled, which is just a crazy culture we live in. But
0: yeah, and 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 it's scary too because I feel like with a lot you know just in general of you know how things have changed so much. Um, obviously yeah. the, the question that people always ask is like, when are we going to get back to normal? And it's like, I personally, I don't know if we're ever going to be back to, to normal ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's really scary. Um, something I talked with the band about all the time, like if this, if this happens for, you know, another you know few years, it's tough for us because the industry is getting younger and younger. And I, I speak for myself. I'm 24 now, save this, if this lasts three more years, be 27, and then that's no, that's like I'm almost 30. It's like the, I don't know. I feel like opportunity opportunity was ripped away from a lot of people, and it it stinks, you know.